When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Success Story. I'm your host, Scott Clary. The Success Story podcast is part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. They have great podcasts you should go listen to, but they also have great technology that can help your business. The big reason why more than 300 of last year's unicorn startups use HubSpot is because there is no other software that keeps you better connected with your teams and your customers so you can crush all your business, sales, revenue, marketing goals. The new HubSpot Sales Hub brings you that power of an easy-to-use platform designed for today's top entrepreneurs, today's top sales teams, with 360-degree deal management and real-time reporting, you get accurate windows into every inch of your business. And with AI-powered tools like their new ChatSpot, you'll have a dedicated assistant that knows your business inside and out. ChatSpot enables your team with one-stop access to a ton of time-saving functions like pulling data, tracking calls, managing leads, scheduling emails. So trade cold calls for warm leads because when it comes to scaling sales, your software should be smart. And the solutions should be simple. Get on track for your best Q1 yet. Check out HubSpot Sales Hub at HubSpot.com slash sales. One of the biggest defining moments for me was growing up in Australia. I reached a point in my early 20s at the age of about 22 where I realized that all of these decisions that I was making in my life were on autopilot and it was very much the antithesis of the think and grow rich mentality. I was thinking and growing poor in everything that I was doing. I didn't care who I was hanging around. I didn't care what food I was eating. I didn't care about what conversations I was having. I wasn't reading books or doing any of those things. I had no real positive intention for my life. And the one thing that had shadowed me for about seven years before that, like up until that point, was this debilitating um, anxiety disorder. Anyone who's been through anxiety knows how crippling it can be. And it reached a point where I basically had a complete breakdown and I looked at myself in the mirror and just said, I can't live like this anymore. And that was the most defining moment for me because that was the very first time, 22 years on the planet, that I really planted a flag and said to life, you know what, here I am come and get me. Nothing is going to knock me off course. And that's what started this journey that I've now been on for about 17 years of consuming everything that I could find on peak performance, trying to do everything that I can to upgrade my relationships and just do everything I possibly can mentally, physically, spiritually, all of those different aspects. And, and let me ask you something. Do you feel, because what you're describing in your life is a, is a reality that many people experience um, where they're just doing and they're on this path and they don't really have a defined goal for themselves. And maybe the path was, you know, put on them by their parents or their peers, or it just happened to be the easiest thing they got after they graduated high school or college or university. And then they progress like that. And some people progress like that for the rest of their life. It's, a, it's an easy trap to fall into. Do you feel like the anxiety that you had in your life was not just a curse, but also a blessing because it forced you to realize that you can't actually live like this. It's not sustainable. And I feel like the two were correlated. Definitely. There was a there was a huge contradiction for me. That was something that I could never really compute, which contributed massively to the anxiety that I came from a, a good background. And and most of the people that you talk to these days who were personal brands, they they talk about uh, some really difficult, dark things. And there are a, the great majority of people haven't been homeless. There's a lot of people in that middle ground who came from good families and had a good upbringing, yet struggled with so many different things. So that was the situation that I found myself in. I couldn't understand how my older brother was doing so well academically and in his life. I couldn't understand that I had a successful father. I couldn't understand that I went to a good school, grew up in a country like Australia, and none of these things seemed to be clicking for me at all. And I could see that with my, uh, with the people that I was friends with. Some of them were, were really high achievers. And I was like, why do they have it so easy? Yet everything so uh, seems so hard for me. 
And a big part of that is recognizing the attributes that you have. There's, it's just like I interviewed a Navy SEAL recently and he was talking about cars. Some people are Ferraris, some people are, are Jeeps and the Jeep can do things that the Ferrari can't do and the Ferrari can do things that the Jeep can't do. But you need to figure out what you're working with and when you're ready to follow that path, that's when the world can really start opening up for you. And where that changed for me was that focus on continual education at the same time as relationships. Those two elements, uh, which of course thrust me out of my comfort zone on a very consistent basis, led to this trajectory, which of course wasn't straight up. It was a bit like a stock market graph that things were, were getting a lot better over time. And, and like through your career, so walk me through what that actually looks like when somebody is is doing something they don't like to do and they have this uh, this moment, this awakening moment and they realize that they would like to change their life around. And I think that the things that you mentioned are, are kind of when you start to go down the personal improvement, self-development, you start to read more. I mean, this is this is not new now. It's not it's something that people would always go into. But for most people, read a couple of books, their life does not dramatically change. Let's be let's be candid. You you want the change, but you're not getting it. I mean, a lot of people spin their wheels for years and then it's depressing and then it's it's stressful and frustrating and you kind of just default to where you were at before. So uh walk me through your career journey, like your story. Uh what did this like evolution look like because i think that there was probably stages to this as well i read uh, you know you you were not always an author speaker podcaster you had career milestones that you hit but then there was also so i think there was success there but then there was also something that was not maybe fulfilled in that financial success because you had massive like in terms of like revenue and building a business i think you had some what was it managing 2 billion uh, AUM or something like that's incredible. A lot of people would love to be in that position, right? <laughs> so they're looking at, sure. and I think that that was probably a little bit later on in your life as well. So that was that was a point where I just felt like that the part that was the path that I should be on. A bit like what you said about some people they find themselves doing a university degree. Or I, I had lunch with a friend uh, this morning uh, today, and she was talking about how a lot of the neurosurgeons they work with they just ended up on that path because they happened to be smart, and that was the path that they found themselves in, rather than having intent around that. What I really did was I sort of cut the invisible strings that were holding me back. And I think most people read a book and it never changes for them is because they've got these invisible strings that link them to the excuses they have. So the stories that they tell themselves are the reasons why they shouldn't do something. Why shouldn't we do this? Why shouldn't I do that? And it's fear that holds them back. It's it's the short-term fear rather than worrying over the long-term uh, about like the thing that I worry about the most is I don't want to be in the same place in six months time, in five years time, in 10 years time. I want to see how far I can push it in terms of realizing this potential from this one extraordinary life that I, that I have. And that what encourages me to get out of my comfort zone. So at the age of 28, I reached a point where I just said, look, I'm just done with financial services. I enjoyed it. But the challenge for me was time. I didn't feel like I was growing mentally. I didn't feel like my network was expanding particularly well. And I wanted to challenge myself in an entirely new um, sphere. So I moved from Brisbane, Australia over to do an MBA that was nine months in Boston and three months in Shanghai and China. So a really, a really weird blend <laughs> like of you cultures went, there. You went full in. It like, there was like <laughs> nothing. It was like comfort and, and, and things were just sort of, you know, steady on course. Everything was sort of going the, the way that it's always going. And then all of a sudden you're just like, you push yourself into this massive 180 of a, your whole life changes, right? Exactly. And that was where I was exposed to for the first time entrepreneurs, people who are my age and younger, who are coming up with business concepts. They were raising money. They were getting out there and standing there at a, at a booth at an event and talking to strangers. And I thought, wow, the balls on these people to be able to do that. Like, how cool is that? And I naturally gravitated toward those people who had their own business. It's just something that I just, I love to talk about because these people, just like the opposite of who we spoke about earlier, these people live with purpose because they they knew exactly what solution they were bringing to the world. They were living with intent because they had a clear business plan and knew what step they needed to take next. So I just love the confidence of those people. And that's when I got involved in a whole bunch of, of different businesses. And now I've launched products and, and companies in just about every industry that you can think of. Um, I was even involved in being the executive producer of a movie about Think and Grow Rich, the best-selling self-help book of all time with zero experience in the entertainment world at all, apart from the fact that I loved watching movies 
at the time. And it was so weird for me that I could end up in LA, this kid from Brisbane, Australia, without any, I barely knew anyone in, in America, how quickly that all sort of opened up. But I was only on that path. And the work that I do today is all about helping people win the day. Because I reached a point recently where I said to myself, have, you know, having two young kids helps you prioritize what's most important in your life. And I said to myself, my next career move, I want it to be something that I do for the rest of my life. I'm done chopping and changing. I just want to do the one thing forever because I'm really interested to think about the harnessing and the concentration of one direction. How effective could that be? And I started to look at some of the traction that I was getting on social media and different platforms like TikTok when I went all in on that win the day message. But I could only get to that point. And I'm, I'm 39 years old now. I'm about to turn 40. I could only get to that point through getting out of my comfort zone and trying my hand at all of these different things. And I realized now, uh, it's a bit like the Steve Jobs quote when he says, you can never connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking back. I realized that all of the different pursuits that I have been involved in, all of the different ventures, all of the different relationships have meant that I have a really strong foundation for this next phase and a lot of the right skills and the work that I'm suited for helps unleash those attributes for me which means I am much more likely to be successful. It's a bit like if you were going to be a parent at the age of 18. If I was going to be a dad at 18, I would have been a horrible father, which would have been really sad for my, my family and my kids. I, am 30, I was 36 when I became a dad for the first time. I'm a very different human, a very different parent as a result of that. But the people who stay in their comfort zone, in their own home, never going the extra mile to create these relationships and get out of your comfort zone, you, just, you cannot put yourself at an intersection to find your purpose or have a good lever that you can call on to, to generate you into bigger things until you take those steps. Interesting. So I, there's a few things that I want to unpack. We'll, we'll, un, we'll understand like the win the day philosophy, but before we go into that, because that's the, the current thesis that you've come to understand that sort of helped people the most, but you derive that thesis from the people that you interacted with when you uprooted your life and you went all over the world for your MBA, then you worked with all these entrepreneurs. So what is the difference? What is the, I mean, there's like probably unlimited differences that you can pinpoint, but what is that like one thing that, that the person who has intent that is building something that has their purpose in the world, what allowed them to do that at a certain age or at any capacity that you originally didn't have, that the person who's listening to this knows what an entrepreneur looks like, but they're like, that's not me. I've never done that. What is that one thing that differentiated you? I think there's really two traits that this comes back to. Thinking Grow Rich talks about, yeah, yeah, two things. If, if I can be permitted to have two, uh, Thinking Grow Rich talks about 13 principles of success. But the, the two that if you had to really break it down, I just, I don't think you can have success without these two things. And I think you can have extraordinary success over the long term when you have these two attributes. And these are the most important things that I want to have with my clients, that I want to have with my children, that I want to have with my friends. The first one is resourcefulness, meaning that you can acquire anything that you want. And the second one is resilience, meaning that when adversity inevitably strikes, that you will keep moving forward. I think if you have those two things, then the, the sky is the limit to, to what you can achieve. And when I look back at, at the person that I mentioned at the start of our chat today, who was in his early 20s, I didn't have resourcefulness, really. I didn't have any resilience. I was busy blaming other people. But the fact that it reached a point where to me, it was literally life-threatening. If I had gone down that path, I have absolutely no doubt how that would have um, unfolded, zero doubt in my in my mind, and it's why I'm so passionate about helping people to have a uh, a similar realization in their lives. I love that. So let's talk about let's talk about how you codify uh, the, all the principles, all the lessons that you've learned into that one sentence: win the day. Because there's win the day, and then there's like extreme focus and intent. And a word that I picked up on your website actually is clarity, which I love. So. Win the day to me, I want to understand that because win the day means like I'm winning today. And when I think about winning today, that's great, but it doesn't, in my mind, immediately make me think tomorrow or the next day or six years or 10 years or 20 years from now. It's literally today. So walk me through why winning the day is important for the long-term vision, the focus, and the clarity. 
Well, the whole where I first got this from it was when I was reading and rereading and rereading Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which was part of my role of writing the book Thinking Grow Rich: The Legacy. I needed to know that text inside and out. Also, as a producer of the film, and there was one passage that kept standing out to me, and that was that um, any mind that is not preoccupied with being success conscious will automatically be overtaken by the poverty conscious. And I was like. Wow, that is so interesting, and it kept it kept coming back to me. And then I was like, "Well, how do I say that in a way that people can understand?" And then I thought, "Well, each day, if you do not make the decision to win, you have automatically made the decision to lose." And then it was like, "Huh, win the day." If we can focus on winning the day, and then I started thinking more and more. I, I brainstormed more and more about this concept, and that's when I thought about where do people's anxiety and fear and worry and stress live? They don't live in the present. They live in the future, worrying about something that's about to happen, or they live in the past when they're freaking out about something that they might have done a year ago or, or yesterday or five years ago, and none of that stuff can help you. There's no point dwelling on any of those things or worrying about what's to come. But if you have an idea of who you are in terms of things like your values and where you want to go in terms of goals in all areas of your life rather than just a financial goal or a fitness goal or a business goal or a family goal or a travel goal. It's important to think about all of those things holistically. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it each with its own cost and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. Today's show is brought to you by 1Password. Now listen, we all have that one friend who's constantly forgetting passwords and needing help to get into their accounts. I have a solution, it's called 1Password. 1Password is the award-winning password manager trusted by millions of users and companies like IBM and Slack to keep logins, credit cards, and other private info safe in an encrypted vault that only you can access. No more sticky notes with passwords or using the same password everywhere. I've been using 1Password for a year now and I can't recommend it enough. It saves me time from having to reset passwords and gives me peace of mind knowing my info is secure. With convenient features like automatic password generation and login autofill, 1Password takes the hassle out of passwords. You can use it on all your devices, iOS, Android, Mac, PC, everything syncs seamlessly. And with top-notch security audits and encryption, your data stays private. So do yourself a favor and check out 1Password today Go to onepassword.com slash Clary and get a two-week free trial. Let 1Password remember all of your logins for you so you can remember what really matters. That's onepassword.com slash Clary for two weeks free. Hey guys, I don't know if you know this, but I love biohacking. I love testing out new foods, new supplements to feel my best, look my best, perform my best. That's why I'm so excited that we partnered up with Neurohacker. They're sponsoring today's podcast. So this is something new. Senolytics. These are cutting edge ingredients that are making waves in the world of healthy aging. If you're looking to optimize your energy, feel your best no matter what your age, you definitely have to start researching this. This is why I'm super excited to be talking about Qualia Senolytics. See, as we get older, these things called senescent cells build up. They're basically old, worn out cells that hang around and mess things up. They cause aches, slow recovery, a general blah feeling. Think of them as zombie cells. Qualia Senolytic gives your body a kickstart to clear those out. Think of it like a deep cleaning for your body on the cellular level, making way for your good cells to thrive. Honestly, before I tried this, I was a bit skeptical, but guys, the difference blew me away. Within a few months, 
energy levels are through the roof. I felt sharper. My workouts felt better. This middle-aged sluggishness, it's gone. And you can take quality, this middle-aged sluggishness, mostly gone. So if you're ready to fight those aging effects at the source, head over to neurohacker.com slash success pod. That's neurohacker.com slash success pod for up to $100 off and use the code success pod for an extra 15% off your order. And just a quick disclaimer, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food or Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And this review represents my personal experience and opinions and is not a guarantee, promise, or reflection of anyone else's results. I was given free product in exchange for this endorsement. In a comprehensive manner. And once you have the foundation on who you are and where you want to go, you can focus on putting one foot in front of the other. You have completely alleviated yourself from everything that's going to happen in the future because you already know how the story ends because you've written it. You just need to do what the character in the book would be doing today that's going to help you get there. And some of those things as part of that win the day routine, I think the very first part of that is coming up with an awareness because uh, you mentioned something a little bit earlier along the lines of um, that how do we motivate people who don't want to help themselves? And you, you can't really, you can only, John Asaraf from The Secret told me that, that he only works with, uh, he said, help the people who want the help, not the people who need the help. And that can be very tough when you want to go out there and, and help everyone. But if you help someone who isn't ready for the help, they're not going to change and you're going to end up really frustrated and depressed and, and burn out in the process. So giving someone the ability to have that awareness of the trajectory that they're on, is that happy for them? Uh, is, is that a good thing for them to hear? And do they recognize that change needs to occur? And then are they willing to embrace that change? So coming from that foundation of awareness is very, very important. Then we can look at things like purpose. What are you put here to do? I have a, for me personally, I have a career purpose and I have a family purpose. They're very different. And it's important that I live both of those things and that I live, that I list out both of those things. And then from there, we can focus on things like um, goal setting and then your daily routines and your environment and your relationship with stress and your mindset around reframing adversity, all of those types of things. And so let's, let's say you're working with somebody, and I love that, the fact that you work with people who are motivated and who do want to change. I think that's a huge, huge, I mean, that, that transcends somebody who's just a, a, a coach or, or somebody who's advising a, a founder or somebody who's looking to grow in their career. That transcends um, to CEOs, to executives that are trying to upskill people on their team. It even it even is a great it's a great thought when hiring people. Are you looking for people that actually do actually want to progress, which can be a massive benefit? Or candidly, there's spots in every career and every job or business for people that actually would just like to do the thing that they're doing, and that's also okay too. But to identify that is huge because that could be well-placed or misplaced energy, depending on who you're trying to, to mentor and, and, and help, right? So that's a very, very smart point. Um, now, when you start helping people achieve clarity and direction, what are, what are some of the major roadblocks? So somebody is very willing and they're like, listen, I'm listening to this, I, I hate my job, or I, I'm an entrepreneur and I have five side hustles and none of them are going the way I want them to. So what is the, what is the major roadblocks you see? There's so many. Uh, a lot of them, is that there is no balance. They've taken the time to define success in one area of their life, but they haven't tied that, that in. So if you don't have an idea of three things that you need to do today that are going to make that day a win, then you're going to struggle. I see a lot of people, they wake up and they, they just work hard. They work hard. They work hard. But if you don't have, I always write down three things and they're never all business related. There's always one that might be related to family or might be related to, to health. Uh, I'm really interested in those people who are very mentally strong, physically healthy and strong, financially healthy and strong. Um, they're the types of things that we can start to um, calibrate, get those things ready. Perhaps there's some other relationships that can inspire, uh, that can inspire them on their next chapter because a lot of people reach a point where they feel like this is it. And it can be very daunting for them to say, look, I'm 50 years old. I might have $10 million in the bank, but I'm not happy day to day. So what needs to happen? Well, that's when we move away from money and we can focus on, first of all, restoring balance and getting clear again on who they are and where they want to go. And then we focus on impact. Like, how do you want your children to think about you? And um, how, do you want to, how do you want to turn up each day? Like when you wake up in the morning 
and you just take a moment to think about who is Scott and how does he go through the day? What are the standards that you're willing to uphold? How do you, uh, what food are you putting into your body? What conversations are you initiating? Where are you allocating your time? Once you can start to bring all of those things in together, that's when you can give someone very much a renewed passion. And sometimes it means they need to say farewell to the certain phase of life that they're in. They might have a business that could have served its point. It's like it just died. It just led to like a natural conclusion. And that's fine that the business can move on with some people who have the excitement and you can move on to doing something that frees you up mentally. It creates all that space for you, which in that time of having six months for like a mental reset and allowing your intellectual curiosity to go to wherever it needs to be. That's a lot of the times that I've found with clients and really highly successful entrepreneurs, they had that time off to figure out their next move. And the next move is something they went all in on. And it was generally something they were, that they were really excited to do um, after the day was done. An example of that is a guy called Michael Fox who created a good friend of mine. He created the world's first female custom shoe company. So you could go on to Shoes of Prey uh, if you're a woman and you'd order whatever shoes you want, completely custom made for you, and they would send them out to you a week or two later. But he realized that he wasn't coming home from work. He didn't want to read magazines and articles about women's shoes. So eventually, after that business that had raised more than $30 million and partnered with companies like Nordstrom, had some really high-profile investors, he took six months off. And then his next venture is called Fable Food Co., which is doing massive things now. Um, all to achieve his mission of ending industrial agriculture. Very different than that business that he was in, but he is on a huge trajectory with this thing and he actually really loves to do it, which never would have happened if he didn't give himself that six months off. I just want to take a quick second and tell you about one more podcast you have to check out if you're a fan of Success Story. It's Sales Evangelist, hosted by Donald Kelly, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network each week. Donald interviews the world's best sales experts, successful sellers, sales leaders, and entrepreneurs who share their strategies to succeed in sales right now. He brings on Jeffrey Gittimer, Jill Conrath, Bob Berg, Guy Kawasaki. They share actionable insights and stories that will encourage, challenge, and motivate you to hustle your way to more revenue for your business. If you're somebody who's looking to take off in your sales career, if you are an entrepreneur who's looking to sell more, I think all of us are, go listen to Sales Evangelist wherever you get your podcasts. But you know, like, you know how hard this is. Like we're, we're talking about, you know how hard this is. I'm like, I can, I can point out five instances in my own life where I'm actively not listening to your advice, even though I know I should be because you're in something and you're building it and it's not going horrible but it's not going great and you have to know when to retire that thing. I think, you know, the, the saying like take it behind the, the shed and shoot it. Like you gotta, you gotta eventually get rid of So how do you help somebody find out when that time is? What is the amount of time? What, what's the, what's the percentage of growth? Is it two years and it's, it's profitable or it's three years and not profitable or it's, you know, what is that metric? Well, it really, yeah, it really depends. If anyone who wants to, to figure out the way to unclutter their mind, you don't need to talk to me. Go and grab a book called The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. It's a fantastic book and it will tell you some of the things that you can do because if you're making big decisions based on some of these negative emotions, it can be really, it can be really tough. And that's sadly when most people make their decisions, just like you look at the, the stock market, it's driven by fear and greed. That's what a lot of people's lives run on. So I think there's also some other things that you can do, like assemble a group of people that you really trust trust, egos left at the door and you say, look, I'm just entering this next phase of my life where I just, I feel like this is not it. And sometimes if you can place a question into your conscious, your brain has no choice but to answer it. I had something that happened to me last year where I was lying in bed, question just popped in my head and said, this is, is this your path for a business that I had? And the answer before I could even process it consciously said no. So I had the question and the answer because I had started to create a little bit of space. And I had that it was very much like a spiritual contradiction. I think we all have this intuition that just gets slowly dulled over time with the more stimulus and exposure we get to different things. But when we can start to quieten that or it reaches a point where we're very stressed and we're like, wow, is, is this it? Is this really something that I want to do for the rest of my life? That's when we can just try and get in tune, try and connect with the frequency of those answers. And if you can do that, then you're going to make moves. Then you're going to make decisions 
very, very quickly. Um, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks a lot about how you can connect with that frequency of your best self in your most optimal state, that future you. If you can do that, think about when you, when you had a vision for your life and, and who you were, like picture that in your absolute best life, 10 years in the future, connect with that frequency, write down what that person would be doing today. What would, what would they be wearing? What would they be studying? If you can start to do some of those things and all of a sudden your intuition is going to be freed up, you can create a little bit of space through that, get a board of advisors uh, to help you. I'm not talking about with your company. I'm talking about friends of yours who you really with trust, life, that you're not afraid to share these feelings life. with. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you can, you can get that done. Because that, that exercise in and of itself is, I don't want people to see it as a contradiction to, to clarity because there has to be room for slight ambiguity and openness to new things while maintaining clarity and direction on the things that are moving the needle. And it's like the yin and the yang. It's the balance of both things that is, I think, like a, a healthy, holistic, full complete person and to your point that's where all in on one thing is actually that's not the lesson here it's not the lesson so clarity and focus and blinders on for the rest of your life that is not i mean that will get you somewhere but that's still not the the end result that you're looking for as, as to who you are as a person yeah a hundred percent. I mean, this is, it's really interesting to, to think about this as you go through sort of different stages of life, like as someone now who has two kids, I've got a, a daughter who's three, I've got a son who's one, I have a clearer business direction than ever, I have a clearer life direction than ever, I also have less time than I've ever had before as a result of some of these things. And what that has created, a bit like with the life purpose that I mentioned, and my career purpose, and now being time, uh, time poor, it means that I have the ultimate filtering mechanism that I've never really had in my life so much in terms of any action that I want to take or something that's going to require my time and my energy. If it is not 100% related to achieving my professional mission or my personal mission, I'm just not going to do it. And that's when you can start attracting the right people into your life. I, I genuinely believe that the universe will give you uh, the right signs if you can start just to open up some of your mind and get access to that intuition and trust it a little bit more. And, and a lot of this has to do with self-reflection, self-awareness. Um, I'm curious if you have, because obviously this is something that's very personal to you and, and you've built this framework and it's like obviously helped you a lot, something that you probably deploy for a lot of the people you work with as well. So if somebody's listening to this and they have zero time set aside for self-reflection and awareness, uh, what is something simple that they can start to do? without taking six months off because that's not doable for for <laughs> a lot of people right so what's something Absolutely. like a day-to-day yeah we'd all love six months off yeah i, I totally get it <laughs> um i would download something called the day one app it's just a mobile app and in the morning first thing in the morning or not necessarily first thing but before you start your uh your work mode go outside sit in the sunshine that's the time to, to go and grab a coffee maybe it's 90 minutes after you wake up it's generally almost exactly 90 minutes for me I sit in the sunshine and I open that journal and I have a template. And the very first thing is to think about what's the recap of the last 24 hours. And what that's doing is it's helping me understand how have I spent my time, how have I allocated my energy, and what interesting things have I done, as well as what milestones are there for me and my family. And if this is a daily journal, once you've done it for longer than a year, you can start to see a recap from the previous year. It's amazing. I, I love doing the journal, but once you get more than a year, I'm like, wow, this is incredible. And I've done about 560 consecutive days now of this journal. So that's the first thing is the, is the recap. Then it's the three things that are going to make today a win. That's really interesting. And then you write down your intention, like how you're going to carry yourself for that day. And then you write down a lesson. What's a lesson that you have for the last 24 hours? You don't need to write down something every day. It's something that I would probably include a lesson about 50% of the time. And when you do that, like it's really interesting to, to uh, just take these things out of your head because we know that the brain plays tricks on us and it's very easy to forget these important things and get stuck back in the business as usual mode. When you start to do that, all of a sudden, you have this great foundation in terms of what happened in the last 24 hours and how am I spending my time. You all, all uh, you easily know what three things that are going to move your entire life and your business forward today. You already know how you're going to carry yourself. It dictates the standards, body language, all of those different things. And you have a lesson, something that you're using to turn yourself into someone in a, an improved, more effective version of you that you can execute better 
on that day. And when you start doing those things, it's it's incredible. So that would that would be it for me. It could take you five minutes. It could even take you three minutes if you want. For me, it takes about ten minutes to do that morning journal, uh, and it's truly life changing. It's a free uh, it's a free app. It's it's a paid version if you want to go and have it backed up, uh, which I do because you can upload photos and it's nice to have those memories. But I would highly recommend it. The day one app. I love that. Um, and another thing that you you alluded to earlier, we spoke a lot about goals and figuring out what those goals are and aligning them. And, and that alignment is is key. So when you look at your life and, and your kids and your job, how do you, and your job, your work, excuse me, and, and, the, and the brand that you've built and you do, you do a lot. You, I mean, you're writing a book, you're coaching clients, you, you're podcasting all the time. Like it's like a lot of different things you're taking on. Plus, you know, you have your family. Um, so every, you're, you're, you have all these different things that you're building out, but obviously there's goals for each one of them that align with your, your future self that you sort of thought through and you, and, and I'm curious for somebody who's, again, a lot of this stuff is, is very personal, but there has to be some lessons that you can teach over to people that are listening about setting goals. Like how did you set your goals as a case study so that they align with where you want to be in 10 or 20 years from now? Cause everything I'm sure is very purposeful. Yeah, it's a great it's a great question. So I actually have something called the Success Plan Template. It's a, if anyone wants it, you can click on my link in my bio on Instagram or to search for James Woody the Success I'll Plan Template. I just want to take a second and thank Policy Genius. They're supporting today's episode of Success Story. I know we all have kids, we all have families we want to take care of, and I personally check something off major on my to do list: life insurance. It's a tough topic. It's really hard to think about, but it's so important. And the hard part was sorting through all the options. Luckily, I found Policy Genius. Policy Genius is an online insurance marketplace that makes getting life insurance surprisingly easy. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, knowing my family's protected brings me incredible peace of mind. Don't put off this important decision. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you so much, Indeed, for sponsoring Success Story. For all business leaders out there, Indeed is a lifesaver. See, we're always driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. You're going to ditch the busy work and you're going to use Indeed for scheduling, screening, messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Clary. Just go to Indeed.com slash Clary right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Clary. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Yeah, Send awesome. It yeah, it's just free download. Uh, it's amazing. You can just have it as a Google Doc or a Google Sheet, whatever you want. And before you use that, there's very detailed and comprehensive instructions on the second page of that when you go and get it. But what I do is I, uh, I actually use the Notes app on my iPhone. And just anytime I think about something that I want to experience or a, a goal that I have, I just write it down there. So it's a bit like a freestyle thing because I find that when you force yourself, like you're sitting down in front of something, it can be very difficult to try and force that. Often these goals and experiences that you want to have happen when you're like in the shower and you've just started washing your hair and you're like, damn it, I've got to go and write this down. So that's why I like having a, a phone, something that where you can document that. 
And then at least once a year, that's a time when you allocate a couple of hours just to sit down and go through the success plan template where the first thing you do is you write down your purpose or your purposes, and then you write down what your values are. And it's very simple to do that. Then you take the things that you have listed. And this is this is literally my entire process. I'm happy to, to share it here. Um, I'm going Listen, through it bro, quickly. You, you give, it's a you bit give away the free stuff and someone's still going to come by because you know what I was going to say? <laughs> it's, it's amazing. I, I appreciate what you're doing. I really do appreciate it a lot. Um, and that it makes for it makes for a good podcast, candidly. But you know this. <laughs> but you also know that like the number one thing is always accountability. And that's I want to I want to walk through like you know to make it very real for people. Like some of the people that you work with, maybe uh, redact the names, but walk through like what after we we'll keep going through this. But after I'm super curious as to walk through like the the before after of working with somebody that holds someone accountable because I'm a big I'm a big fan and believer in that. But I think that's sort of the secret in working with somebody like yourself or like others that sort of uh, the teach and coach and mentor but yes sorry continue <laughs> yeah yeah so once you once you take that so once you open up the success plan template and you've written down your purpose or your purposes and you've written down your values that's when you take the brainstorm list of things that you have and when you look at this template you're going to find 90 days one year three years and then that ultimate destination of, of really why you're doing this type of thing and then you just insert those brainstorm things wherever they need to go maybe it's a holiday that you want to take as a family maybe it's youtube subscribers that you want to have maybe it's number of uh, a revenue goal that you have for your business whatever that might be and then you simply extrapolate that across the row so every cell is filled so an example of that might be if you want a million youtube subscribers in three years time what does that look like in one year's time what does that look like in 90 days and once you've created that entire um that entire map of your success plan the the next and most important step of that is where you look at your 90-day column and you think about what would that look like if these were all individual actions to help me achieve these in the next 90 days. And then you put them in the calendar and whenever you're ready for something, it's just going to pop up with a little reminder for you and that's when you get it done. And every 90 days, that's when I review my quarterly plan. And then once a year, I review my annual plan being the success plan where you redo it and you start the process all over again. I have done that with special forces people I've done that with people who have been, I have a three-time gold medalist, Olympic gold medalist who I helped through that. And a lot of these people might be very successful in one particular domain, but once they move that domain and go into something else, it's very easy for that self-doubt to start to creep in. So what we do when we go through a process like that success plan template is we move away from the motivation because motivation can actually put you in the wrong direction if you're going all this energy and, and running very hard in the wrong direction. And we focus on process. What's the process where we don't need to worry so much about evaluating our self-worth in the present. We don't know the reps that we're going to take today and this week that eventually you're going to compile to those 90-day goals, which will achieve our one-year goals, which will achieve our three-year goals, which will make all of those things come true. I mean, an, an example of something I do in a personal sense is once a year, I write a, a letter to my children. I, I don't give it to them. They're so young, but maybe in 10 years time or, or 30 years time, I don't know when it will be, but they will have an annual letter, a, annual letter from me written out to each of them, detailing how I felt about them, a lot of their milestones, what were some of the things that we were going through in life, some of the things that I expect of them, some of the um, perhaps criticisms that I have on maybe I was too stressed or too overwhelmed overwhelmed or not as present as I would like to have been. But above all else, they're going to know that I've been thinking about them and loving them the entire time, even when they didn't recognize it. So that's an example of a personal thing that I would put on the success plan template, as well as, of course, a whole bunch of professional goals too. I'm, I'm very curious about one thing that you mentioned, which was misplaced motivation. Can you walk me through? Um, because I think that that really, I've never heard that term before, but I see it all the time. So does that lead to burnout? What does that look like? How does somebody know if there's misplaced motivation in their life and what they're trying to take on? It's a bit like the difference between peak performance and optimal performance. Peak performance is when you're getting ready for an event like the Super Bowl. Everyone's they're training for, you know, they got two weeks to prepare for their best for that moment of when they're playing the game. But when we talk about peak performance versus optimal performance, optimal performance is a more sustained effort. How are we carrying ourselves every single day through life? And that's really the goal. We know that motivation is going to wane for everyone. You can't be there at that peak performance mentality 
all of the time. So motivation, it doesn't matter who you are. You could be the best person in the world at whatever your field of expertise is. Eventually, you will reach a point. Maybe you've got the flu. Maybe you've got an injury. Maybe you're just not feeling it for whatever reason. Life knocks you off course in, in some capacity. Motivation will inevitably go for everyone. But if you've trained yourself through the routine, through the process of getting up and doing those things, which to be frank, that's something that the special forces operators do unbelievably well. They just wake up and they, they don't, I, I asked one recently, do you, do you consciously focus on winning the day or have you been doing that so long now that it happens automatically? And it happens automatically for them, but the parts they struggle with, they're very good at shooting and, and clearing rooms and, and strapping bombs to ships and all those types of things. But when they're entering a business domain, doing those reps, if you don't know what reps to do, then it can be very, very hard. But that's why you got to find the right mentors, the right people to help you get to where you need to be. Help them, uh, let them help you create that process and know what those reps are. And then you follow it. It's a bit like a, it's a, bit like a cold shower. That's a rep that I do Every morning, I don't really want to think about it anymore. I just step into the cold shower. It just makes me feel so good for the entire day. I love it. It's part of my process. I don't need to be motivated to do that. In fact, the times when I feel low on motivation, I leave the shower feeling motivated, which is great. Do you feel as though when you set, I mean, we've spoken about balance a lot, but what goals do you feel would be too ambitious so I'm trying to bring a contrarian perspective to this conversation. What goals do you think would be too ambitious where you feel as though it is no longer, you can no longer maintain a balance across areas of your life? What are the things that people should be cautious of when setting their sights on? Is there a level of entrepreneurship of building? I see high divorce rates with uh, CEOs of large companies and executives, you know, the second, the third wife. I've, I've heard this quite often. So it's not, a, it's not a, it's Put not that on a success plan. I want to have five wives by the end of right. <laughs> So what is, what is that level? What is that, what is that thing that we should be cautious of when we're trying to achieve or is that a fallacy? Is that because the person hasn't set up those systems and processes along the journey? That, that yields a high um, negative output in other areas of your life. The number one thing to think about is making sure that your goals are emotionally charged. If there's no emotion, like if you actually don't care about achieving the goal, that's it. Why is it, why is it there? The one thing that I, I didn't mention that I should have mentioned earlier about that success plan template process is at the very end, you go through and you remove any one of those goals that is not related to your values or your purpose because you're doing things that just really aren't al aligned with who you are. Having those things written down makes it very, very clear for you to figure out what pursuits and what actions you need to take and be involved in. So something that's not emotionally charged for you. I had a client who said, I wanna have a million dollars in the bank. And I said, why? And he said, I don't know. And I'm like, well, it's not really, you're not gonna be, you know, I spoke about resourceful and resilience. You're not gonna be very resourceful to go and acquire that if you don't really care about it. You're not gonna be very resilient if, three days into the journey, you're like, oh, something knocks you off course and you don't care about it anyway, so you don't keep moving forward. But what if your um, mother died from a disease and you wanted to have that million dollars that you could use to raise money to help find a cure for that disease? Very, very, very different story. So I think being emotionally charged would be the most important thing for people to remember. With any goal that you're creating, make sure it's something you actually care about. And that's when it actually aligns and that's when you see less negative on the on the other areas of your life because you know that those goals that you're trying to achieve are they're in, they're in sync with who you are as a person regardless of whether or not you're they're the same as the next person like that's when you that's when you're happy that's when you're complete yeah i love that for I sure really, really and like that a lot. i think yeah it's also so important to, I, i'm a big believer in finding experts in their respective domains it's like if you want financial help go and find the best financial person that you that you can if you want to get physically fit go and find the absolute best personal trainer or fitness class that you can do if you want to get um your nutrition in shape go and find like a sports dietitian like whatever it is a business coach if you want to get your business upgraded whatever it is go and find experts in their fields so they can help you in in those different things it's just a massive time saving it might be expensive in the upfront but you're going to say Save so much time and energy along the way and you might be uh, running a very successful company but if you don't have say a commitment of oh 2 p.m every tuesday and every thursday i go and see my personal trainer well you know that you're going to achieve those goals because you're focused on the process not you know what at the end of the day i'm going to take myself to the gym and i'm going to work out by myself for an hour of course inevitably the day is going to get derailed and you're not going to go there and then you're going to go home after a long day and crack open a bottle of wine or have a bit too much whiskey and then you're going to feel crappy the next day and it's just not going to go well um, I'm, I'm curious about what uh, a successful 
coaching client relationship looks like. So if somebody is listening to this, they're no doubt if they built anything or they've tried to uh, develop themselves in any capacity, they've no doubt been inundated with individuals that are trying to mentor them, coach them. They've heard about mentorship. They've heard about coaches. It's it's such a crowded space and, and, and nobody knows what they actually need and nobody knows, oh, should I be looking for a mentor so I can grab a cup, of, a cup of coffee or should I be working with somebody on retainer and how do I actually work with them and how are they the most effective to actually impact my life? It's, it's very confusing for a lot of people because there's just so much. So what does a successful relationship look like? How do you, how do you as, a, as, as, as somebody who helps a lot of people, how do you quantify success? What is what does not a great relationship look like? What is your role uh, in in the life cycle of an entrepreneur or somebody looking to upskill themselves? I want to find someone who has. If, if I'm looking to hire a coach personally, which I which I do, I I'm walking the walk of all these different these different things. I certainly don't know everything, so I want to find someone who has the success that I want, and I want to pay them to tell me exactly what I should do. I don't have the the time to be able to think about all these things myself. Just tell me what I need to do. But if I can't find anything out there about all of these things that you claim on your website, uh, uh, who you are, you know, you might have sent a rocket to Mars. If, if that doesn't exist anywhere else apart from your website, then I'm probably going to doubt the fact that you actually did that. So I think finding someone that you know that you can tell, perhaps through a mutual connection or some other type of authority piece that you have in your network, who is someone that has the results that you want? That's the first thing. Um, the second one is making sure that they're more interested in your transformation than the transaction. I see way too many people here. They're just focused on getting the transaction and then they want to keep your money if something bad happens. So I think making sure uh, someone like Alex Hamozzi in his book, $100 million offers talks about a lot of ways that you can de-risk things like that to make people feel more comfortable. So I think that's really important. And I think the final one will be just like you would be hiring someone for your team. Just go and have a conversation with these people, ideally on video so you can see their body language. Just get a feel. What are they like? Are they asking questions? Because the best person to help you is going to be someone who asks question after question after question after question and only then when you're ready for it and they have a very clear overview of your situation and what you need, will they present a solution to help you? And if they can't help you, they should tell you that straight up. If you look at someone like a Tony Robbins when he's giving a, a seminar, he's very good at asking question after question after question. The people who give advice before they don't have any background of someone's situation, they're the ones that you got to keep an eye out for and they're the ones who I just don't trust when it comes to finding experts to help me. I love that. Okay. Um, before we before we close this out, I just wanted to to give you the floor. So any any last lessons or insights that you want to leave the audience with that we didn't go into? The biggest one I think you just need to focus on is that each day, if you do not make the decision to win, you've automatically made the decision to lose. That's it. When you wake up, just say, look, this day is here to be won or lost. What am I going to do? What am I going to do about it? And that's when you say, yes, I'm going to win. And then the next bit of that, you have to prove it. How are you going to prove to yourself that you've turned up to win? That's for me where I do the cold shower because I want to prove that I'm here to win the day by doing something hard and it establishes momentum that leads through for the rest of your day. You don't need to take a cold shower, but find something that you're very resistant to do or that's very uncomfortable for you so do that make the decision prove it and then focus on winning the day perfect okay so where do people connect with you all the links uh social all that drop whatever you want to drop uh instagram james witt my website jameswitt.com uh tiktok jp witt we're doing some big things over there at the moment and uh yeah anything i can do to help just let me know amazing okay and i ask everybody this before we close out um after your career, after the successes that you've had, uh, you know, you've, you've produced movies, you've written books, um, you host an amazing podcast as well. So we'll, we'll link all this stuff. So people can go check it out. But after all of this, what does success mean to you? Success to me is presence and growth for myself and my loved ones. That's, that's really the big thing for me. If I can be there to help my the cl people closest to me, especially now that I'm a parent, to always be there and be present for them and help them grow. Sometimes that needs to be from a distance because you don't want to solve all of their problems, but that's uh, extremely important to me. When
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.